The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. When the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they themselves got into boats and came to Capernaum looking for Jesus. And when they found him across the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered them and said, Amen, amen, I say to you, you are looking for me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. Do not work for food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him the Father, God, has set his seal. So they said to him, What can we do to accomplish the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God that you believe in the one who he sent. So they said to him, What sign can you do that we may see and believe in you? What can you do? Our ancestors ate manna in the desert as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. So Jesus said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you, It was not Moses who gave the bread from heaven. My father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. So they said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger. And whoever believes in me will never thirst. The Gospel of the Lord. morning everybody praise the lord powerful readings again i don't know man the lord speaks to the heart doesn't he but before i dive into these amazing readings again a welcome to everybody on this beautiful sunday just an announcement next saturday we have a special guest priest uh next saturday we have a memorial service for one of our longtime employees and many of you know him john zerby Passed away a few months ago, but we're having a memorial service for him. And so the family have a reception in the hall in, in the early afternoon. And then the evening mass on Saturday uh, will be an honor for him. It, we're going to offer mass for his intention. And your previous pastor, Father Arlen, will be the main celebrant that day. 
And so I'll be here in the afternoon for the memorial service. And Father Arlen, we'll, we're just going to switch parishes for, just for that afternoon. Because, uh, as you know, he's a priest over there at Little Flower in Reno, near Costco. You know, the Costco, Little Flower there. And so I said, hey, since you can't be in the afternoon for John's service in the hall, why don't I'll, I'll take the, the hall service, and then when we have Mass, we'll just switch parishes for, for that afternoon. So I'll cover his Mass in Reno for the afternoon. I'll yell at them as I yell at you, and, and so it'll be, it'll be great. And then he'll be here. He'll be the main celebrant. So if you'll be here, if you want to see Father Arlen, just come to Mass, and uh, your previous pastor will be here, Father Arlen Vergara. You remember him of happy memory. So praise the Lord. Let's dive into these amazing readings. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Are you hungry? I'm not talking about for breakfast. I'm not talking about that. I'm sure you had your eggs and bacon. Oh, bacon, so good. Your toast, your pancakes your coffee this morning. I'm not talking about that kind of hunger, though. I'm talking about a deeper hunger. I don't know about you, but I'm hungry. And I'm starving. And I want more. The great C.S. Lewis, one of the greatest authors of the last 20th century, he himself a convert to Christianity. He had a powerful argument for God's existence. We call it the argument from desire. And he speaks to this profound desire that the human heart has. The argument goes like this. Every innate natural desire that we have, every desire, every natural desire we have has a corresponding satisfaction to that desire. He says, we have a hunger for food. So there's such thing as food. Natural desire, I'm hungry, food exists. And he says, a duck, a little duckling, has a desire to swim. There's a corresponding satisfaction to that desire. Water. So little ducklings swim. We have a natural desire to procreate as human beings, don't we? Natural desire. And so there's a such thing as sex, right? Natural desire, there's a corresponding natural desire. These are all, all of his, his examples. But then he says, but now, but, but the human being is utterly different. Because he says, if when we're honest with ourselves, there is a desire in the human heart which longs for more. And there is nothing in this world that corresponds to that eternal desire. Namely, think, all of us desire beauty. It's called a transcendent value. We desire true beauty, which is why when you hear music, have you ever heard music before which just pierces the heart and you just, it, it stops you in your tracks? Or you see a beautiful sunset. Again, I love sunsets as a, as a romantic. You see a beautiful sunset, especially here living in the outdoors. It's so stunningly beautiful. You drive through the valley. You ever see the sunsets in the valley at times when you're coming home from Reno? Absolutely spectacular. And something wants you to pull over and just stare at it. What is that desire? 
And so C.S. Lewis says, when we're wise to it, that we have an eternal desire within every single human heart, and there is no corresponding object in the world which satisfies that eternal desire, then C.S. Lewis would then logically follow. Therefore, I am not meant for this world. More. Do you desire more out of life? And this is the great, why the, powerful, the readings today are so especially poignant. Because it is pointing to that desire. You see, what happened when original sin occurred? Remember in Genesis, Adam and Eve fall. One of the effects of original sin on us was that God, we are designed for God. He is the most important relationship by, by design. That's, we're ordered towards God. But then sin enters into the world, and what happens? God is knocked off his pedestal. And humanity replaces God with what? Again, the regular parishioners here, you know this by, you miss it by heart. We, so what happens with original sin? We take that desire for God, we, we kick God off the pedestal, and then we replace him with money, power, honor, pleasure. We all do this, by the way. All of us do from original sin. That's what happens is that now our our base human desires are no longer ordered towards God. Because, again, money, power, honor, pleasure, all great things. But now they become disordered and they become they take prominence in our lives. But as we all know, what happens? That eternal desire, which is which is wired for God, that God size whole in our hearts. We try to stuff it with all the things of the world. And we're left even more restless. The readings today are all trying to point us back to our original condition. The first reading today from the book of Exodus, the famous story, Moses now leading the Israelites through the desert, leading them to the promised land. God just saved them from slavery in Egypt. And then all of a sudden, notice this, their base desires now come to the fore. They begin to complain. They, they literally have God in front of them. Right? It said that God led them through a pillar of cloud. They, they, they physically saw God, unlike us. We can't physically see God's manifestation. But God is leading them through the desert. And then watch what happens next. The Israelite community grumbled against Moses, who was leading them. He says, would that we had died at the Lord's hand in the land of Egypt. We sat by our flesh pots and we ate our fill of bread. But you had to lead us into this desert. Essentially what they're saying is, I would rather satisfy my base human desires and be a slave in Egypt. Because at least in Egypt, I had food, a warm bed, a roof over my head. You see what happened there? They, they couldn't care less that they had God. Because again, they reverted back to their base human desires. And they would rather be slaves than be free. Or think back now. Second letter of Paul to the Ephesians. Oh, this powerful letter from Paul. He boldly proclaimed to the church in Ephesus. Again, speaking now, again, remember, 
my base human desires have kicked God off his rightful place. And I endlessly pursue money, power, honor, pleasure. And Paul says, you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. What's he speaking about here? He's speaking about the Gentiles, what are they doing? They're pursuing the endless pursuit of money, power, honor, pleasure, thinking that the desires of their heart will be satisfied by those things. Paul says, no, 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 no. Remember, you are Christians now. Don't revert back to the futility of your minds when you used to pursue those things endlessly. And then he says, you have heard of him and were taught in him. The truth is in Jesus. Put away the old self of your former ways of life, corrupted through deceitful desires. Ah, you see there. He understands that our hearts are sick. And he says, do not go back to those desires. Put God back in his rightful place in your life. Because we will always be tempted to revert back to our animal beastly instincts. Don't do that, Paul exhorts them. Be renewed in the spirit of your minds. Put on the new self, created in God's ways and righteousness and holiness of truth. And then now enter Jesus Christ in the gospel. We heard last Sunday how Jesus fed the 5,000. This is the continuation. This is the next day of that miraculous feeding of the, of the multitude. Jesus just miraculously fed them with loaves and fish. He satisfied their base animal desires. Absolutely, they were hungry. Jesus fed them. And then the next day, Jesus, now they're in the city of Capernaum. The crowd is back. Capernaum was a tiny city, by the way. You can visit it today. We have, there's a Catholic church in the middle of that city. And it wasn't that big. And so 5,000 people, you can imagine our little town here. Imagine being inundated with 5,000 tourists. So think of that. So the crowd descends upon the city of Capernaum. And then they say, Jesus, Jesus. They come looking for him. And notice the the Lord's answer. He says, amen, amen, I say to you. You are looking for me, not because you saw the signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. In other words, the only reason why you're coming to me is because you want another free meal. You want your base desires filled. Because remember, they're still on the level of money, power, honor, pleasure. They're still on that level. And then Jesus, now who feeds them, sees his crowd and says, Jesus, just give us more loaves and fish. We're hungry again. And then Jesus points them higher. He continues. He says, do not work for food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which I will give you. You see what he just said here? He says, do not work for the food that perishes. Again, what is that? Money, power, honor, pleasure. Because imagine, if you achieve all of your earthly goals in life, which are amazing things, please continue to work hard, 
do all of the amazing things of life. Absolutely. But he says that as, even if you achieve astronomically surpassing your goals, it will all eventually fade and be corrupted. And so Jesus says now, with that eternal desire of your life, don't simply rest it on those finite things, but rather raise it higher to the infinite. God back on his pedestal. And so they begin to say, Jesus, are you greater than Moses? Reverting back to the book of Exodus, who gave us this miraculous bread every single day. He says, actually, I am. He says to them, this is the work of God that you believe in the one whom he has sent me. He says, your ancestors are a man in the desert, but as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. And then he takes that miraculous feeding of, of, of the loaves and the fish, feeding the multitude. And then he takes the miracle from Moses in the book of Exodus. And he says, all of that now was pointing to, and here's, here's the life changing event right here. And which is why I love being Catholic, why I will never leave the church, while I will always be at mass every single Sunday, even though I didn't get paid for it like I do, right? I have to be at mass because otherwise you get mad at me if I'm not here on Sunday. Right? I'll be here anyway, even though I wasn't a priest. Why? Because it's right here. Look at this. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. For amen, amen, I say to you, my father will give you the true bread from heaven, the bread that I will give, which comes from heaven and gives life to the world. For I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger. And whoever believes in me will never thirst. Oh, my brothers and sisters, are you hungry? Are you hungry for more? Nothing in this world will satisfy it. And Christ now comes to give of himself the deepest desire of the human heart. That is why. Christianity will always be a religion for starving, hungry people. Christ comes to give himself for you and I to eat. And that, my friends, is the Holy Eucharist. Every single Mass, a miracle unfolds. The bread of heaven comes down. And in a few moments, you will see again. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.